for our gospel reading this morning, our sermon text. I want to back up a couple of chapters and read a couple of verses to remind us that in chapter 8, Jesus gave a call to discipleship. And he said this is what it would mean to come and follow him. And what he's doing in the chapters after that, in 9 and 10, is he has been telling us uh, example after example of what it means to do what these words in chapter 8 say. And this is what he said in chapter 8 to his disciples. He said, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever, for whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? For what can a man give in return for his soul? And so last week we looked at the story of the rich young ruler, um, and we saw a perfect example of what Jesus means by whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. It doesn't profit a man to gain the whole world and lose Jesus. And so this morning, Jesus has a conversation with the disciples about that uh, incident, that conversation he had with, with the rich young ruler that, we, that Nathan looked at last week. But I want us to back up and read that part again, just so that we remember the conversation that he had with the rich young man, because he's going to unpack it a little bit for us and for the disciples. So, chapter 10, verse 17. And as he was setting out on his journey, a man ran up and knelt before him and asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit, inherit eternal life? And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not murder. Do not commit adultery. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. And he said to them, and he said to him, Teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, You lack one thing. Go, sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. Disheartened by the saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. And Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said to them again, Children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to him, Then who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. 
Peter began to say to him, See, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last, first. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we ask that you would come now by your Spirit and help us to hear the voice of Jesus speak to us through these words this morning from Mark. Uh, Help us to hear his call to discipleship, his call to deny ourselves and to take up our cross and to follow him. Um, And would you, by the power of your spirit, make us respond to his call, not to walk away sad like the rich young man, but to follow Jesus and find the gladness that uh, we all long for in him. Would you do that in us this morning as we hear your word. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. I wonder if you've seen the meme that's been going around for several years now of uh, Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians stressing out at the wheel of her car. Have you seen it? We're going to put it on the screen for you so you can see it. Um, A man named David Zoll mentioned this in a book I've been reading, so I looked for it, Googled it, found it, wanted to share it with you. Look what, look what this person said. Um, they said, this is me trying to excel in my career, maintain a social life, drink enough water, exercise, text everyone back, stay sane, survive, and be happy. And so pursuing all those things make you look like this crazed, uh, bloodshot-eyed, crazy woman driving the car. Um, I... <laughs> This meme really, I resemble this remark. Um, And I can't help but think that that many of you might look at this meme and go, yep, same, that's me. Uh, David's all said about this, he said, it takes one of Disney's trippiest images to capture the white-knuckle pace of modern life. If only what we were chasing with such fanatical intensity was actually full of Dalmatians. Um, so I want to ask this morning, what exactly are we chasing with, with such fanatical intensity? Uh, we're not chasing a, a van full of puppies, but what are, what are we chasing? I wonder if we're chasing so intensely, if we're chasing the answer to the question, am I enough? Am I enough? David Zoll said this. He said, listen carefully, and you'll hear that word enough everywhere, especially when it comes to the anxiety, loneliness, exhaustion, and division that plague our moment to such tragic proportions. He says, you'll hear about people scrambling to be successful enough, 
happy enough, thin enough, wealthy enough, influential enough, desired enough, charitable enough, woke enough, good enough. We believe instinctively that were we to reach some benchmark in our minds, then value, vindication, and love would be ours. That if we got enough, we would be enough. That's convicting to me. And I wonder how much of your life is driven by that am I enough question. Um, In parenting, the question is, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Am I mom enough? That's why I googled the phrase mom shaming. Have you ever heard of that? There's articles, there's stuff everywhere about mom shaming. Why? Because all these moms feel this pressure to be mom enough. And we're all putting pressure on each other. Well, you're not mom enough because you don't do this or that. What about work? How at work do we try to answer the question, am I enough? Um, What do we do at work to try to justify ourselves? To justify that paycheck? To justify that position? Uh, Will I ever be or do enough at work? What about in what we look like? Am I pretty enough? Am I tall enough? Am I thin enough? Am I ripped enough? And then we get into all these things about dieting and exercise. Am I enough? Or if you're like me, the question might be, am I too much? Um, That was, you were supposed to laugh at that. What What about all my student friends out there? All my uh, high school friends, college friends, and my school friends, am I smart enough? Am I talented enough? Am I athletic enough? Am I popular enough? Am I attractive enough? Um, I wonder if most of why we post stuff on social media is to try to get an answer to the question, am I enough? Well, Jesus this morning has an answer for our am I enough questions. And I think it will shock you and humble you and probably hurt your feelings just a little bit, his answer to your question, am I enough? Look at uh, Mark 10, 23 with me. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. In other words, you can't have enough. You can't be enough. You can't do enough to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were, of course, amazed at his words. This doesn't make sense. Like us, pursuing the am I enough question was a way of life for them. They believed that those who had wealth had a yes to an am I question. Um, In Jewish thought those days, Having wealth meant you were blessed by God. So you not only had enough wealth, but you had enough of God's favor. But Jesus said to them again, children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. Oh, so now it's difficult for anyone to enter the kingdom of God, not just the wealthy. But hang on, Jesus, wait a minute. You said it's difficult. It's difficult. So you're saying there's a chance. 
It's difficult, but, but it's possible, right? Jesus says, no, let me be clear. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for the largest animal in Palestine to go through the smallest opening in Palestine than it is for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. I mean, this is a silly picture. It's, it, Jesus is intentionally trying to be silly because it's silly to think that anyone can have enough or do enough or be enough to get into his kingdom. You might as well try, try shoving a brontosaurus through a buttonhole. It's not going to work. It's impossible. And the disciples, Mark says, were exceedingly astonished. They were just floored by this concept. And they said, "Then, well, then who can be saved? And I think Jesus at that point was like, there you go. Who can be saved? Of course, they were astonished. This is how life works, right? Those who have enough and do enough and good enough, they get in. So, Jesus, you're saying it's impossible to have enough and be enough and do enough? And Jesus is saying, I'm saying the answer to your am I enough question is a resounding no. Look at that man who just walked away. Did he have enough? When the disciples would say, well, that's why we're astonished. If anyone had enough, it was that guy. He had riches. He, had, he was righteous, um, and he was a leader in a synagogue. He, was, he had a, a, a respectable reputation. He had enough. And Jesus says, well, what did I ask him to do with his rich enough, righteous enough, and respectable enough? And the disciples say, you asked him to leave it all and come follow you. Jesus says, that's right, because all that he had and did was not enough. All that he needs is me and whatever I choose to give him. You see, friends, that man spent his whole life asking himself and other people and even God the question, am I enough? Am I enough? When he should have been answering my question, Jesus says, my question is, to you is, am I enough for you? And so Jesus says, I asked him to let go and leave all that he thinks makes him enough. I asked him if I was enough for him. And you saw it. His answer was no. Because as long as you try, keep trying to be and do enough, it shows that you think you can be and do enough. He wasn't ready to stop trying to be and do do enough, and to let me be enough for him. And it's silly to live that way, Jesus says. It's like trying to shove a camel through the eye of a needle. It's silly to try to live that way. And so Mark says, Jesus looked at them and said, with a man, with man it is impossible, but not with God, for all things are possible with God. So this week, as I chewed on this passage again and again, 
I had to confess to Jesus that I think it is impossible for me to stop trying to answer that am I enough question. It feels impossible to me to stop living to answer the question am I enough. It's in my blood. It's in the air we all breathe down here. And this week I've been so convicted about all the ways that as a husband and a father, and a son and a son-in-law, and a friend, or even as a pastor, all those in every role and responsibility God has given me, it feels like I'm just trying to answer the question, am I enough? And I was, I was telling Nathan yesterday that you, especially as a pastor, I, I think about this. I hear this barrage, and, and maybe this is the way it is for you at your work or in your role, whatever your role is. I hear the barrage of am I enough questions coming at me. Am I enough of a scholar? Am I enough of a counselor? And am, am I enough of a prophet? Enough of a priest? Enough of a king? Am I available enough? Am I strong enough? Am I tender enough? Do I study enough? Do I meet with people enough? Am I holy enough? Am I serious enough? Am I joyful enough? Am I vulnerable enough? Am I thick-skinned enough? Enough! It just goes on and on and on. It feels like it would be impossible for me to stop asking, am I enough? And then through his word in Mark 10, Jesus reminded me this week what he told the disciples in the story just before this one, he said, you have to see the kingdom like a child. You have to bring your nothing and receive the kingdom, not achieve it. You remember, maybe this happened to you like it did to me, do you remember how as a kid you'd ride your bike over a mile to get to the closest convenience store so that you could spend your hard-earned allowance money on your favorite candy. So you pedal your way there, and you're excited. You're looking forward to the candy. You get there. You go in. You feel the fresh, cool, air-conditioned air around you as you walk up and down the candy aisle for what seems like hours trying to decide what to get. If it were me, I would either get the Wacky Wafers the Reese Cups, or the whatchamacallit bar, or all of them. So you, you get your stuff, and you go up to the counter, and the lady's behind the counter, and uh, she tells you, she rings it up, she tells you what it's going to be, and you reach in your pocket, and, oh, no, I left my money at home. Ah, oh, what am I going to do? And there's people behind you, and the lady's looking at you, tapping her finger, and you just, you're crushed. And you're still enough of a little boy to tear up because you know you don't have anything. And just as you're about to lose all hope, the kind man behind you puts his hand on your shoulder and says, hey, son, I'll take care of this. And he pulls out of his wallet 
enough to pay the lady so that you can have your candy. And then he buys his stuff. You not only didn't have enough, your pockets were empty. But that man had more than enough. And out of his abundance, he gave to meet your lack. Jesus is saying that the kingdom is like that. Eternal life is like that. You don't have enough. Your head and your heart and your hands are all just empty pockets. The kingdom has to be given to you. Eternal life has to be given to you. Someone who is more than enough has to give you what you don't have to give. They have to do for you what you can't do. They have to be for you what you can't be. And that's what Jesus came here to do. That's what Paul said. Remember, Paul said in 2 Corinthians, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. Jesus says to you and to me, I came to be and do all the enough that you could never be and do. So if you have me, you have enough. And so Jesus asked me again this week, am I enough for you, Jimmy? Will you let go of all those things that you pursue trying to get the yes to your am I enough? And will you rest in all that I am for you? Will you be satisfied with me and whatever I choose to give you? And that brings us to Peter's comment. Good old Peter. He listens to this, and when Peter began to say to him, See, we, we have left everything and followed you. And Jesus didn't argue with him. Jesus didn't say, no, you didn't, because they did, remember? Jesus said, follow me, and they left their fishing business. They left their boats. They left their family, their father, family business, and they followed Jesus. Now, this is what Jesus said to Peter. Truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Those who say yes to Jesus when he asks, am I enough, will find that he's more than enough. They will find that enough equals having Jesus and whatever else he chooses to give you. Remember Romans 8? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all. Also with Jesus graciously gives us all things. So we, we get Jesus and all that he chooses to give us. 
If you have Jesus, you will have more than enough. And what does he choose to give those who follow him? He, he tells Peter and his disciples, first, I'm, I'm going to give you people and places times a hundred now in this time. And you can ask anyone who has ever followed Jesus, and they'll tell you it's true that in the body of Christ and in the body of Christ worldwide, we have people and places a hundredfold. There's no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake or for the gospel who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time. And listen to what he leaves out of this list. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands. He didn't say fathers. Because he knows that when you get him, you get his father. His father becomes your father, and you'll be okay. So you get people in places now. What else do you get? Well, he says you also get with persecutions. So it's like, uh, uh, yeah, I'd like the people and the places and a side of persecutions, please. Thanks. What? Why, why is this good news to the disciples? Well, why will we be persecuted? It's because we not only belong to Christ and his people, but we belong to Christ and his mission. And the persecutions are just proof that we belong to Christ and his people and his mission. And that's why Jesus said in Matthew 5, Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad For your reward is great in heaven, for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So we get people, places, persecutions. We get God's people and God's mission. And then on top of all that, eternal life in the age to come. We'll be with him forever. So this is how Jesus sums it all up. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Let me put it this way. Many who think they have enough will find that they don't and will walk away empty. And many who know that they are empty and believe that I am enough, Jesus says, will find more than enough in me and in whatever I choose to give them. I know a Christian woman who, if you knew her, you would say she was enough. You would say she's enough. And she told me that she tends to look around at other Christian women, friends of hers, and especially at the things about each of those women that she thinks is enough. They are, this one is pretty enough. This one is fit enough. This one reads and studies the Bible enough. This one has her household under control. This one has her kids under control. This one has her husband under control. That's pretty good. And all of these enough pieces in all of her friends, she takes, and she told me, she takes them all and she puts them together and fashions them into an idol. That's what she called it. It's this image 
of the enough Christian woman. And this is what she wants to be. And she has spent her life chasing after that image. What is idolatry? We read it this morning in the catechism. Idolatry is trusting in created things rather than the creator for our hope and happiness and significance and security. And she confessed to me that's, that's what she does when she chases after that image of the enough Christian woman. Friends, whatever we rely on for our hope and our happiness, for our significance or our security, whatever we depend on for life, whatever we think will save us from the hell of not being enough, whatever we think we need to have or be or do to get the yes to our am I enough question, that's an idol. And Jesus says, leave it, let it go, leave it. Just like he loved that rich young man and then pointed out his idol, Jesus wants to put his finger on the very thing that you are trusting to get a yes to your am I enough. And he wants to tell you, leave it, let it go. I love you. Come follow me. Am I enough for you? Friends, Jesus loves you so much that though he was rich, he became poor so that by his poverty, you might have his more than enough. This morning, he says to you, stop asking your am I enough questions and answer mine. Am I enough for you? Come and rest your heart in all that I am and enjoy all that I choose to give you. The question for us this morning is, will we hear that offer and walk away? Will we hear the offer that he is enough and walk away? Father, do the, do the impossible this morning in each of us. Do the impossible and make us drop all those things we're chasing. Trying to answer that question. Do the impossible, Father, and make us run to the arms of Jesus and say, yes, Jesus, you're enough. You're enough. You and all that you choose to give me, that'll be enough. Do that in us, we ask this morning. In Christ's name, we pray. Amen.